the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. Howdy. I'm Heather Mosier. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm oh. your host, Heather Mosier, with my sidekick, husband, Donnie. I'm here. Hi. This show is brought to you by the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a two-week detox with a two years of aftercare, recovery coaching, and microcurrent neurofeedback. Called uh, ISIS? No, called ISIS. ISIS. I- A-S-I-S. Okay, ISIS. Got it. Okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. Sorry. And which is part of our care model, our unique care model uh, for detox and recovery from substance use disorder. I have a quick question. I'm sure you do. Um, we always talk about the detox and the recovery, but we have other people that may listen to the show. Is ISIS available to anyone or just people that have burnt their life to the ground? It's available to anyone at our outpatient clinic. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so we do have an outpatient clinic where our detox clients or other referral sources or yeah. self-pay or private people come. It's a 290 and 610 area, Bercalo 2. And let's say that I'm not a drug addict. I am. But let's say I'm not. You're really not, though. Yeah, I'm really more of a drunk. Um, what would it do for me? So let's say I'm just a normal Joe. I can drink when I want. Everything's great, but I'm a little stressed or anxious. Like, what would ISIS do for me? So, well, everybody's different, so I can't say, like, in a blanket scenario what it would do for you or for Joe or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I can say the stats of the studies that they've done, it, re- it says 85% of all participants feel a reduct reduction in anxiety or depression in just one to three sessions. Really? And so if anybody's interested in just trying at least one session yeah. um, for a discounted rate, you can give our outpatient clinic a call at 844-263-4673, then press two for the recovery support line, which is the outpatient clinic. Okay. Um, and so we can give you all the information there, or you can go to mhdrp.org or matthewshope.org and read all the information about it there if you're curious. So you guys not only help people who have a drug or alcohol or just a there's substance a, There's abuse. a lot of different reasons. People might get ISIS for substance use disorder for like cravings and stuff early on. People yeah. might get it for anxiety or depression. Um, it's proven to help with uh, TBIs, traumatic brain injuries, uh, okay. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. It sort of rewires the brain a little bit. It, it doesn't. It helps your brain heal itself naturally. Okay. It, it tricks your brain into producing endorphins and producing new neural pathways itself. So it's a it's a non-invasive, chemical-free um, treatment modality, wellness modality. So if you live in the Houston area... You can come get it in the Houston and you're, area. And you're driving on the I-10 at 5 p.m., and you want to chase a guy four miles past your exit to let him know how angry you are and you're stressed and you got some anxiety... Road come, rage. Yeah, come to the Matthews Hope outpatient and, and get some... you I- even did it for a while for your tinnitus. You're ringing in your ears, and you said it was profound for you. So here, here's what I had. I um, I was sober at the time, probably nine years already. This is going to be a long story, isn't it? No, and I didn't believe it. You told me that it would work, and I'm like, whatever. I went in a total skeptic, and when I left there, I remember calling you... After your first treatment, yeah. You said, I feel euphoric. I'm smiling for no reason. And people could have cut me off on the freeway, and I would have just wished them well. <laughs> Instead of death, like normally? <laughs> right. Right. So it definitely had some profound effects on me. And here's what we also noticed. Hmm. You and I get into a lot of debates. 
What? And do you remember the time in the car when we were having a debate and all of a sudden we realized that I was letting you give your opinion <laughs> and I wasn't like Shutting walking. me down? Yeah. 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 So yeah. there was some good effects. All right. So. Anyway, so if you're interested in, in that, you can give us a call or visit our website. So that is one of our branches of recovery, things that we provide to the Houston community. And we're really glad you're listening today. If you are listening in Houston, you're listening either on KPRC 950 in the H, 1 p.m. Central. If you're not in Houston and you would like to listen to our show at 1 p.m. on Sundays, you can pick us up on the iHeartRadio app on the KPRC 950 channel. And at the end of the day, they also upload our radio show to a podcast. Our podcast. Our podcast. The Relevant Recovery Radio Podcast. That's right. Uh, And you can go back and listen to any episode you want uh, if you have nothing better to do. Some of them are good. (laughs) I will say some of them uh, mediocre to good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird like what two idiots with a microphone can do, but there's some good shows. Okay. So we've been doing this thing recently where um, when we started doing this, we've done, I think, a hundred and something. Today's 103. 103 episodes, which is crazy. Um, I never saw myself doing this. And we were coming in with sort of a structured outline and talking about the show ahead of time, and this is what we're going to do. Um, but what we have started doing is literally an hour or so before the show or when we walk in the door go, this is what we've been talking about. This is what's been going on in our life. This is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, And so my idea for today was something that I think so many people deal with in recovery, out of recovery. It's, it's, you call it the human condition. Yeah. So I wanted to call this topic, this episode, are you suffering from the human condition? Which is self-reliance. <laughs> this it applies to everybody. This idea that I have my own truth. I can make things happen on my own. Manifest that stuff. That's right. That's right. And and the problem is, is that you have people with these instincts, these instincts for sex, social insecurity, and and they're blown out of out of proportion. Correct. And that's so the word you're looking for. What happens is that they get this delusion, this idea that if I just get that money, or I just get that car, or that new job, if this just happens, I'm going to be content. Yeah. And so they self will it. They get into self reliance and they make it happen. Make it happen. You know what? If I just get that truck and I get that truck and two weeks later, what happens? Mm. It's just a truck. Man, that happened with me in both my first marriages. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just get that husband. So and then a week stupid. later, I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> it's just a marriage. How do I get out of it? I got it? this piece of paper now. <laughs> but that, that I think, we call it the human condition because it's... It doesn't apply to just drug addicts or alcoholics. It's All everyone. humans have a desire to be loved, to have a roof over their head, food, security, belonging, money, sense of security, um, and to procreate and have a family or be wanted by people. And so those are instincts that are naturally within the human condition. God-given. But for some of us, I would say most of the world, especially in today's world, those instincts go awry and we need more than our fair share to feel secure. And so it's, um, it's this process of hunger where you're constantly gaining and gaining and gaining new things and, and it's the, never really filling the void. And there's a world idea. You got it. You make it happen. You take <laughs> care of yourself. You, you, you individual. You don't need anything on the outside. Hey, listen, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio.
Boom. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. So today we are talking about self-reliance, this idea that if I just apply myself, if I just go after what I want, I'm going to be happy. That's a lie. This idea that anything external, Heather, when I say external, what do I mean? Uh, anything outside of within you, <laughs> like a like job, relationships, car, yeah. money, uh, fame, success, uh, things, coach purses, lottery tickets, shopping, cheesecakes, food, whatever. Love, marriage, yeah. all of that. Okay, so there is this delusion that I think all humans have to some extent mm -hmm. that if I can just manage this thing, get this thing, I'm going to be content. Well, first, I'd like to, because... If we're saying, I want to say that I suffer from the human condition. Um, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, though. <laughs> I'm real tired do you, today. Do you don't, want to go into this? Um, but I feel like... Do you want a couch? Maybe you could lay down. Let's. I just would love that right tell now. Tell everybody about it. But I just, I feel that, man, it's only on the other side of living a life in the 12 step world. Do I have any awareness about this? And so yeah. I got it. We have to assume that a lot of our listeners maybe aren't in the 12 steps right. or, or all of okay. that. And so from that context, if I want to help a normal person or regular person listening to the show, if I want them to understand what we're talking about, what I'm asking you to do is look at your life and let's just say the last one year of your life. Have you had a moment where you're like, if I could just get or have or be X, Y, Z, then I'll be okay. Then I'll be happy. Then I'll be fulfilled. Then I'll have purpose. But what we're talking about is you uh, setting a goal, manifesting it, achieving it, obtaining the X, Y, Z. And then within a short period of time, you're like, on, it, you're not fulfilled. You're not happy. Um, it's counterfeit. It's, it's, you're, it's on to the next thing. But here's what, how it looked for me though. Like, like you were talking about self-willing marriages, like, I definitely... No, I think that, that was you, self-willing. Anyways, go ahead. That's what I said. I was, anyways, <laughs> what I was... Well, anyway, what I said was like, here's the deal. I really thought that if I could just be a wife and a mom and have my own home and uh, pay my bills, that I'd be happy. Like the ability to just, you and, know... And make as you me. did each one of those, was there a realization like this isn't making me happy? No. It you just was, kept on to the I, next I, goal. On to the next, and I really just thought the husbands were the problem or the location of the house was the problem or the job was the gonna problem. I'm just going to interject uh, that in the past, the husbands may have been a part, part of, of the, the problem. They may have been. <laughs> Your current husband evidently lifts you up and just makes you a better woman. You know, woman, he aight. He aight. <laughs> but no, what, what I'm saying is, is I had a delusion that the externals weren't correct. I had no awareness that the internal was the problem, mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And um, and so I went for more than 10 years, 15 years maybe, and this is before drugs. I was sober. This is before you drugs. You were Sobe. I was Sobe. Heavy, heavy wanted Sobe. Okay. And so I'm sober. That's like, for Nikki Boo. <laughs> for Nikki Boo and Mel Mel. Um, and I just never could get happy. And so even... <laughs> I laid on psychiatrist couches and psychologist chairs, and they had diagnosed me with different things. And I'm sober here. And, and I tried every antidepressant and mood stabilizer under the sun. I switched husbands. I bought a different house. I started my own business. I had two kids. Like, I was really self-sufficient. From the outside, you look successful. I was super capable. So I'm not saying— Especially to be able to do that in Oklahoma. Yeah, it's That's a miracle. That's ultra successful. And so what, what we're saying is— 
there's the, I didn't know that whole time I was living my life in self-reliance. Um, I was making decisions based on how I think and how I feel of what I wanted and what I deserved and what I thought would make me happy. You had a plan. I had a plan each time. Each, I had to just change it each time and, and alter it here or there, which, you know, divorce, a new husband <laughs> or whatever it was, another yeah. kid, a different job. You just kept trading up. A different mental health diagnosis, a different cocktail of psych meds, and this is going to fix me. And there'd always be this short-term placebo of hope. Mm-hmm. And it was super short-lived. So that's that's what I mean right there. So that short-term. So when I get the new truck for a month or so, it feels great. I can't wait to drive it. Because it's a counterfeit have happiness. I'm driving places I don't even need to drive, showing people my truck. But after a month or so... It's no big deal. It's, it's not special anymore. How many times do we see that with people in marriage? They have to get married. They're, they're going to be happy. It's going to be great. Six months in, they're like, all right, what now? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the new job, the, all of it. And I think that you could probably speak on that with even just the food because you struggle with oh. the short-term idea that you'll be happy if you could just eat X, Y, Z. Like somehow that would bring you comfort or happiness. I don't I don't have that issue really. I, I was – so that one's a little bit different in that more of the self-reliance was I'm going to try this diet. I'm going to try this diet. I can fix this. Mm. I've had a weight problem since I was 12. I don't believe that I really truly have had any change in my weight um, or my food management until the last year. Mm. Would you agree with that? No. Well, I had... I'm saying you were still in self-reliance for the last five years um, and you just started including your higher power of God's will in your food in the last year or And so. I don't struggle with it today. Now, but, that's not to say I won't. But you lost a lot of weight five years ago, and that's what I'm trying to explain to our listeners is we're not saying that a human doesn't have the power to navigate and make things happen. I did. And and so there's been times in my life I, I saw this documentary called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead where this guy juices nothing but fruits and vegetables. I did that. In like six weeks, I lost 50 pounds. But what happened? Well, you can't sustain that. So I went off the juice. I went back on to regular food and gained 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's also this idea that if I just lose the weight and get my food under control, I'm going to be content and happy. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's not reality. And I have a friend who um, has a, a habit with of lottery tickets. And, and my mom does too. Has a habit of buying lottery tickets, and well, and, she'll also drive up into somebody's yard to hit a dog. So <laughs> she's a little different. But, but what I'm saying is, is I don't identify with that form of of self reliance. I do mine in other ways. But watching it in like my mom, she would call like every Thursday, and she'd be so excited to tell me how many Powerball tickets that she bought, <laughs> and that she was really praying that God's going to let her win this week or whatever it was. She laid hands on them and, tickets, and no, and then she said, you know, if I win. You're gonna get a million. Tanya's gonna get a million. Like, and she had all this planned. And and I, I one, one time I told her, I said, "Mom, I, I'm praying that you don't win." Yeah. And she yeah. goes, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "I just, I don't need it." Yeah. And us, you, you winning and giving us all that money, I think that would be the most toxic, unhealthy thing that could happen to our family. When we talk about happiness. What does that turn into when you start practicing this thing? And I'm, I'm sort of foreshadowing to get ahead and we'll come back. But, but what, and I guess I'll just say it. For me, what I thought, I just wanted to be happy. So if I could just fulfill the instinct for sex, if I could have the right woman or the right relationship, if I could fulfill the instinct for community, have the right friends and be in the right position in my friend groups, 
mm-hmm. if I could just have the right security, whether it be financial or physical, mm-hmm. that I would be happy. And I think what happened is that... But that's that a delusion. Once we... And we're going to talk through this when we come back. Like, okay, here's all the problem with self-reliance. Here's what it looks like. Here's what's going on. Next, let's talk about the journey to becoming other-reliant. But what I thought I needed was happiness, but what I'm starting to get a taste of and what I really want more of is... True contentment? True contentment. I still have a gut, and I go in the front of the mirror naked, and I'm not completely grossed out like I was. Like I'm becoming just okay with who I am, and I'll lose weight as I lose weight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm feeling okay in my own skin. Mm -hmm. That happened for me uh, early on in my sobriety. I was living in sober living with like 12 other women. And most people would think that's a nightmare because in my mind, no, no, not at all. Pillows, I know that you fighting. would think that's great. Okay, uh, but in my previous life, I, I owned a home for ten years. I had a husband. I had kids. I I decided my curfew, all of that. But I was the happiest that I'd ever been. In like an adult, in, in adult sanctioned yeah. timeout, really. Yeah, and it was so crazy to be so content and happy and feel purpose and feel fulfilled and feel true joy and not wanting anything. All my needs were met, like just living in sober living in Kerrville, Texas with 12 other women. Mm. Like, and what I realized is that happiness is an inside job. Happiness doesn't lie in external things, but that was the delusion that I chased for a long time. And the world pushes that delusion. Mm-hmm. And so when we come back, so we've kind of talked about the problem. Let's talk about the journey to, to finding to, a solution. To finding <laughs> that solution and what it looks like. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. Heather and Donnie with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. She hates when I do that. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio, guys. Uh, today we're talking about self-reliance. We're talking about the this. The human condition of wanting yeah. and wanting and wanting and being unhappy. <laughs> yeah, but I want to I wanna give a quick plug for Matthew's Hope Detox. Um, if you, a loved one or an unloved one, because face it, guys, like when I was in the Donnie, end of my drinking Donnie. career, I was very unloved. I was unlovable. People I was. People still loved you. They just distanced themselves from you. Tough love. I'm going to need that in writing because I wasn't feeling it. I didn't know you then. Oh, that's true. Okay, so if you need, if you or a loved one do need help, go to Matthew's Hope at www.mhdrp.org. Herbert.org. Or give them a call at 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673. And before we jump back into the topic, I do want to mention that we're recording this show a couple days early, but if you're listening to us on KPRC right now, it is Sunday, May 21st, in between the hours of 1 and 2 p.m. Yes, it is. Right now, we're in the future. And so... We're in the future. (laughs) So what I'm saying is, is... Right now, what is happening, if you are in Houston, is Soberfest happening right now Get at, down the to White, White Oak. at the White Oak Music Hall on Main Street. You can buy your tickets at the door. The parking is free. By the way, it's for everybody. You don't everybody. have to be sober. Like You, you I, can be in recovery. There's even take a, your family, There's kids. even a phrase called sober curious, where you're not sober yet, but you're curious about it. We, we, love, we would love if and you so came down. And so you can come. Your family can come. Your kids can come. If you want to meet Heather, Heather will be there. I'm going to be on a plane to Philly. I've got to go to work in Philly. I won't be there, but... But Heather I will, will be there, and um, a lot of amazing people have come together to try to make this non-alcoholic 
uh, festival. And most will of, they be selling alcohol? No, they will okay. not be selling any so it, alcohol. So it really is family friendly. Music, in fact, bring your kids. They've brought in uh, companies, and one of them is called Sipple, and they're doing uh, professional mocktails, mocktails, and hop water, and different diff- different things. Oh, cool. So up in the VIP room, our can, friend Kate's gonna be selling T-shirts. Yep. Yeah, go to the vendor booth. The she's, vendor. She's got some interesting silver T-shirts. I she's love. Very them. interesting. Slightly offensive. It. Who yeah, knows? Go I find Kate with triumphant apparel at the store at the the vendor booths. Um, but the vendors are all in recovery, and most of the artists are either in recovery or they are at least supportive of recovery. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's going to be an amazing event. It's happening right now. It's not over till 6 p.m. So you have time to get in your car and go down to White Oak right now. That's right. Enjoy the show. So. Before we went on break, we were talking about this idea, this human condition of self-reliance. Um, and when, you know, I think for the people in recovery, what happens is that we burn our life to the ground. Some don't. And we're being, Most we, ha- do, we are but. at least forced out of our own misery, forced to be willing to take a look at our lives from a different lens. So we go into a 12-step program mm-hmm. and they're like, you got you to gotta find a higher power. Right, we soft sell the God idea well, even, for anybody walking in the door. And but the tandem idea that happens within the step work or the fellowship around that is not just finding a higher power, but also the idea that self reliance always fails you. And I'm what like, what do you mean by that? Right, that's what I wanted to because we're talking about. Because wait a minute, I went. Hold on a minute. <laughs> um, I started my career when I was twenty three, twenty four. I got sober at forty one, and 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 I was in network and telecom. And so in those years, I became successful. I made a lot of money. I I'm not bought saying cars you can't make things so what do you, happen. What do you mean by that? It's, it's kind of a difficult thing to explain in a broad sense, but I'll have to give a couple examples. But the, like, a, like a broad what? sense? A broad okay. sense. What did I say? Nothing. Man. So anyways, what I was, man, I lost <laughs> my train of thought. No, no. Listen, here's the deal. Our literature teaches us that self-reliance always fails me. Mm. And I have to first do the work to realize what am I doing in self-reliance first? There you go. And so... The investigation. The investigation. What do I do in self-reliance? In other words, what is the feeling I'm trying to avoid or I'm trying to have? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for for the marriage, as the example I've already given, is one of my defects was loneliness or um, insecurity. And so I want to use my self-reliance to make sure I'm in a relationship and have a partner so that I feel secure. And then you juice them for validation, esteem, and you're trying to get all that stuff, not yeah. realizing that it's counterfeit. It's never not, enough. It's temporary. And, and, and so you wear those people out. And so... That's the, a human condition. So once you realize that you get into relationship after relationship or have poor boundaries or settle for less than you deserve out of self-reliance, well, then the question is, okay, is your loneliness and your insecurity cured? Did it work? Right. And my answer was always no. I still had, the, I still had the insecurity. I still had the loneliness. That's the point. Self reliance fails you. In other words, if you're in constant financial fear, like an example with my mom and the lottery tickets, did buying a whole bunch of lottery tickets every Thursday fix the fear? Nope. She's still in it. In fact, she's more in debt from it. And in, and in my so ex- self reliance failed her. And in my experience, every time I moved up the corporate ladder, every time I made more money, every time I bought a bigger house, every time I bought a newer car, the idea was always that as soon as I have this, I'm going to be content. Then I'm good. I'm be then happy. I'm good. Then I'm good. And it's counterfeit. It never. And right works. now, your delusion is that if we bought a piece of property in the hill country, that you'd be happy for when the apocalypse happens. You keep talking about trying to get me to buy property, and you you won't be happy even if we do that. 
You would. I guess <laughs> you're going to go there. Because I'd be at the property. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, first you have to do the work to find out all the different ways that you're in self-reliance. Then there's the realization that, oh my gosh, my self-reliance always but, fails me. But what I would say, though, to that, that is a great example, is that, no, if you go back a year or two, when I was talking about property or RV and the arguments we got into, that was self-reliance and delusion. But it's not now? No, I'm not pushing it. Today I'm like, you know, we probably should. Let's maybe think <laughs> about it. But I'm not, there's nothing riding on yeah, it. Yeah, you're not obsessed with it like you yeah. were. But my point is, is that if I'm a discontented person, yeah, um, then I'm going to be unhappy no matter what I have. And we're all as humans seeking contentment, seeking contentment at all times. And if you're seeking it through external things, uh, you're looking Food, in the wrong place. Food, sex, money. And just in a general example, purchases. The the profession that has the highest suicide rate is dentists. And and so what? I know, really awkward, right? So dentists have the highest suicide rate. Do you think it's the and, breath? <laughs> halitosis? Yeah. I don't think so. Death by halitosis. But what I'm saying is, is they make plenty of money. They yeah. have lots of success and accolades and, and, and needs. Uh, people need them and, yeah. and job security, but that's not enough. They're still empty. They're still sad. Not all of them. I'm, I'm just a generalization. They, they just have the highest suicide rate. But if you go to a third world country and you watch some poor kid get given a, a, a ball and a stick, like they light up with joy. Right. They're happy with so little. Yeah. I, I watch you do that. So <laughs> with a ball in the no, stick. No, no, I'm being serious for a minute. Oh, Just for a minute, okay. and then I'll go back to being my normal idiot oh, okay. self. Um so we bought a house two and a half years ago. Uh-huh. And we both agree that we want to redo our kitchen, we want to redo our bathroom, we want to redo the backyard. Well, it was done in 93. It's definitely not what I would it's, choose, it's but it's fine. But but that's my point, is that I'm really, like, in my mind, like, planning. You're like, like how let's go into debt. Let's get out alone. Let's. I don't know that we're slinging mud here. Oh, I thought we were. No. Um... I'm just saying if I really wanted to go do it now, you would be supportive of me. Oh, I'd be all over it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm not afraid of debt. But but that's <laughs> but that's that's exactly what I'm saying. But I know. Is that you are completely content. If huh. we were not able to make a change in that house for the next ten years, um, what I love is that you're completely content. Yeah, it's functional. The kitchen is big, it works. Uh, the bathrooms are functional and they work. And if there's repairs needed, we'll do that. But I just don't have this delusion that brand new, state of the art kitchens and bathrooms is what's going to make me happy. What I really. Need a $4,000 coffee machine. <laughs> I don't. I also do not need a $4,000 coffee machine. I know that you want that one, but. Just say you press a button, it makes anything fancy. <laughs> I'm not saying that people who are responsible with their finances are wrong for doing those things either. It's all in moderation. Right. Um, it's, it's Well, it's that self-look. What are my motives? Yeah. Where am I at with it? Do I have this delusion that I'm going to be happy about it? Right, right. And so once I realized that self-reliance always fails me because it doesn't erase the fear or the, the defect, the self-reliance that I'm acting in, well, then you have to ask yourself, what's a better way or what's a different way? Right. And so what's your experience to speak on that? Because I know that you want to get into the solution of... Oh, gosh. I mean, my whole life has changed. My whole life has changed. Because the idea that this thing, this thing out in the universe, this idea of a power outside of me, this supernatural thing that's going to come in and run control. I had to look at the truth. I had to look at the truth that, you know, all those things that I made happen, my career, my houses, my cars, my RVs, my Harley, all of that... 
I was never grateful for any of it. I may have had a short-lasting happiness when I got it, mm-hmm. but there was no gratitude around it. And what happens is that then I come into a 12-step fellowship and they're like, you got to believe in this supernatural, crazy idea that there is a creator of the universe that's going to come in and run your life and give you everything you need. And you're like, get out. <laughs> like, I don't, you're a crazy person. Yeah. But even from my perspective coming in, I didn't have the pre- the same types of prejudice you did. I had different ones. And, and mine was because I grew up with a faith and belief in a system in place, I didn't know that I wasn't connected to it and living life in it. I didn't know I was living a self-directed life and not a spiritually directed life. I had no clue. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe when we come back, Heather will recognize that she is and <laughs> maybe change a little bit. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. I'm your host, Heather and Donnie. They say hi, Donnie. Howdy, howdy. Hi, Donnie. So we're talking about suffering from the human condition and how self-reliance fails us um, and how externals do not equal happiness. But before we do, it's almost mm-hmm. 2 o'clock. What's going on right now it's in Houston? It's almost 2 o'clock, and that means Soberfest HTX Recover Out Loud is happening right now at the White Oak Music Hall. So get in your car, drive down to Main Street, get take a ticket kids, at the door, take your family. Pick up somebody homeless, just <laughs> <No>. go. <laughs> Just come. Come have a good time with a uh, safe, sober, like-minded environment. Yeah, and we're doing this for Matthew's Hope. We are doing it for Matthew's Hope. Matthew's Hope is a sponsor of Soberfest, um, and we have a two-week detox and two years of free recovery coaching and aftercare and an outpatient clinic with IASIS and all sorts of things. So give us a call at 844-AND-HOPE, which is 844-263-4673, or go to mhdrp.org for more information. All right, so... What are we talking about today? Where are we at? We've talked about a lot of problem. That's what we've talked about. Yeah. And so I want to try to get into the solution because we were talking about happiness not lying in external things. And I just want people to take a look at their lives because what I'm I'm not saying you can't accomplish anything. I'm not saying you can't accomplish anything. Um, you can get things done. Yeah. I'm just saying you're going to burn up a lot of energy ah. and wasting it trying to make things happen. All the anxiety. I got to make more money. I got to pay my bills. I got to pay blah, 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 blah. all of the wow. toes I got to step on. All of the, like, that's a lot of energy to make things happen. And some people thrive on that energy and that busyness and that chaos. But when you get. You're talking about me. <laughs> but when you get down to it, that's not where purpose and happiness really come from. Nope. And, uh, and so when I came in to get sober, um, I I heavy wanted Sobe. And so I did not know that I wasn't living a spiritually directed life. And it took the process of the inventory of steps four through nine to help me see how much I lived in self-reliance and what defects were in me that separated me from being connected to God and being aware of what God's will was for my life. When do you think you're going to start working on those? (laughs) Just asking next for a year, friend. Next year. After Soberfest. After Soberfest. <laughs> um, right. And and so we've talked about this idea of self-reliance. We've talked about this idea of believing in a supernatural. We've talked about all of these ideas. We haven't really talked about that yet. What does it look like? Yeah. Let's we got we got only got a few minutes. We gotta get into it. Like what does it look like to get into 
a power greater than myself to rely on it? And what is the benefit? A lot of people have prejudice. And I'm saying that for most religion, it doesn't even matter what religion you're willing to subscribe to or be open-minded to, um, religious people have a sense of usefulness and purpose and, and guidance in their lives that are given to them and bestowed to them via the religion they subscribe to. And if you are a sick or suffering alcoholic or drug addict, I bet your life lacks some purpose and some happiness. But not only that, and these have, are things you should be seeking. And you have the people that come in to get sober or you have the people out there listening who don't have a drug or alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I've always gotten this, but oh, by the way, I feel dead inside. I'm anxious. I'm on all these meds. I'm doing all this stuff and I, I'm not content and I'm not happy. Yeah. But what you're telling me to do is believe in a supernatural idea, a supernatural power that's going to do all this stuff for me and I have to take my hands off the wheel. But belief alone is not sufficient. You're going to believe and nothing's going to happen for you. Ooh, what does that look like then? What do you got to do? <laughs> uh, self-sacrifice. For others. For others. And you begin to look for... We're going to say God, okay? So whatever you believe in out there, Heather I, and I believe in a, a, a very definite idea of God, but whatever you're good with, we're cool with. But what you start to do and what we see is that people open their eyes and they take their hands off the wheel and they start to see things happen without their control. They're relaxed, they're happy, and they start to go, wait a minute, I think there's a God and I think he's doing something for me. Yeah, and it it's... When people say, hey, I want God to fix this issue for me, and let's call it issue A, okay. then the people are very, very focused and talking incessantly about issue A. Yep. And what I'm trying to say is stop thinking about and stop talking about A. Yeah. Instead, look over here at C and D of these things that you can do that are real inconvenient for you so that your inner self can be disciplined. <laughs> so in other words, I'm not even trying to fix myself. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm just going to start thinking about others and see what I can do for someone so else. So when you focus on something inconvenient, it doesn't even have to be others. It's just something you don't want to do, something that's inconvenient, something you're willing to sacrifice your self-obsession for. Okay. Like the ice cube. Yeah. Um, it's doing the, it's having integrity. It's doing, looking for your inner person to be persuaded on what the right thing is. For instance, some people will say, well, God's never talked to me or I've never heard from God or whatever. And I'm like, well, if you went grocery shopping and you unloaded your groceries into your car and then you felt that gut feeling to go put your car in the corral rather than the, on the curb next to oh, the car the next to you. people that leave their cart out in the parking lot should be shot. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you can say that on radio, but... Well, okay, then flogged? My point is that people that leave it on the curb are in full-blown self-reliance, and people that honor the conviction and go put it up in the corral, that's God acting through because them, Because when you do them. something you don't really want to do, when you do something with integrity, it builds it's character. It's inconvenient, yeah. And you be get, you're getting out of yourself. So the, here's the other thing, too, that we find, and you said a minute ago, the word prejudice... So we human beings, this human condition, we have developed this idea in our mind that we are the end-all, be-all, right? These individuals have this I, as my buddy Reno says. Let me use an I statement. I had this idea that my intellect was so broad and so vast and so deep (laughs) that I knew all of this stuff, and I knew it was right for me, and I knew right from wrong, and I knew 
um, that science is right and religion and supernatural is crazy. And I knew all that, right? And I relied on my own human reasoning to make decisions, go after things. I never once went, wait a minute. I'm relying on my reasoning. I'm relying on my self-will, my self-reliance. And I'm laying in bed at night and I want to die. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I need to be on anxiety meds. Something's not working and it's not the external. I have no gratitude for anything that I have. <laughs> Nothing is good enough. I have, remember that time we were in church and that guy said, we've all heard of greed, but has anybody heard of avarice? And avarice, greed is that I want stuff, but avarice is even worse. It's this thing where no matter what I have, I want the better. I want more. It's like the me monster wants more. And I think that we more. see that so prevalent in our consumer-driven society with right. the new phone or the new car, or the bigger house. Chase and like, tech. Like when we went to Paris, France, I was shocked at how small homes were and bathrooms yeah. and living rooms and living spaces and closets. And, that and they're exist. happy. And they're happy. That's, it's like only in America do we have to have this bigger, better, more craziness. But the thing is that what I had to come to a realization of, what I had to look at honestly was my experience of my past. Mm-hmm. Did this it fix you or not? reasoning and this self-reliance never worked. Yeah. Struggled my weight my whole life. Struggled with lust my whole life. Struggled with all these things that were not serving me, these tools that didn't work anymore, but you know, I kept doing it. And so what happened finally is that I got broke down enough my spirit was broke. My well-being was broke enough that I went, I don't care. What do you got? And I suddenly had childlike faith. Suddenly, my mind became open. My prejudice walls came down, and my mind became open to a supernatural being, a creator of the universe, this idea that there was something out there that had my well-being in mind and something out there that had the power the actual power to change my See, life. I hear what you're saying, but I actually disagree with you. I think your faith was a result of you experiencing the power on the, hind, the other end of it. I don't think you believed and then experienced. I think you experienced from the actions, then believed, because you, you experienced the I power. I get down with that. Okay, and I get so, down with that. So you, I, what I want our listeners to know is you don't just get to make this decision. I'm not going to live in self-reliance anymore. <laughs> you got to walk the uncomfortable steps You have to walk the uncomfortable faith. walk, but God will start doing, or higher power, will start doing some, some different things in orchestrating things in your life that you could have never thought of or planned for I got yourself. an amazing text this morning from my friend Dex, yeah. who was just so full of gratitude. He said what he God's started doing. the week, and he's not hes not a Christian, but he believes in God, Yeah. and he started the week with a car broke down, not knowing how he's going to pay for it, and by the end of the week, he had a new car, lower interest rate, and a, and a surprise raise at work. How does that even happen? Only a spiritual way. Don't forget, go to Soberfest right now. Get yep. in your car and go. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hashtag, Hashtag God, God, though. though.